attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, my gosh. Should we just start? Oh, wait. There's yeah, somebody should. here. Oh, there's somebody oh, I, on your I couch. I didn't see you over there. I didn't oh. see you there, sir. Oh, you guys come here, too? Hello. Oh. Um, folks, this is the highly anticipated part two of our Disney Wish cruise review. And today we have none other than unpaid intern Ryan, a.k.a. my husband. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? Do I qualify yet as friend of the show? Have I been on enough? No, no you're, you're the unpaid, unpaid intern. intern. You're the unpaid okay. intern. Okay, no. Look, that's, that's fair. It. I'll, I'll that, take that my love in mind. That's title. more superior. Yeah, you're not a fan favorite. You're the unpaid intern. Oh, I wouldn't dream of being a fan favorite. That That's a high tier I, I'm definitely not qualified for. Oh, no, 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 no. I think the tier goes top tier is unpaid intern, and then underneath that is fan favorite, in my opinion. Hugh Kim pulling up her phone right now, firing off nasty <laughs> text messages as we speak. Well, they'll probably be like two-star ratings. Yeah. <laughs> Two-star, one-star ratings from Kim Moffat saying things like, fan favorite is the number one spot to be in. Yep. Hey, the people have spoken. All the people in Kim's head. Um, so, <laughs> no, Ryan, <laughs> super excited you're with us because we had such a good time on the Disney Wish with you and Dana and Ray. Unfortunately, Kurt had some work stuff, so he's not able to join us tonight, but we will share his stories anyway. And I've got some thoughts and opinions from Kurt that I will uh, I will express and share because we have a lot to dive into. We thought, you know, it's it, we were really cute when we thought we'd do it all in one episode at one point, and then we were like, oh, no. Oh. No, 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 not not, not happening. Poor Ryan would also, be uh, editing for weeks if we had done that, I think. I have to say, honestly, even editing last week's episode, I kept wanting to chime in, but I had to remind myself that, oh, yeah, you're sitting by yourself in front of a computer. You didn't do your, like, record scratch interjection on multiple times? <laughs> I mean, I thought about it a few times, but uh, no, I, I, I thought I'd save it. Also, I want to take a quick moment and say that we've talked about how much of a lifesaver the Facebook group was specifically for our cruise. And we've told you guys in previous episodes, like our hot tip is to join the Facebook group. Well, I posted something the other day to tell everybody that our part one was out and we had all these like fun comments. Yeah. People who liked it. So if you are on our cruise in April, hello, we love you. Thank you for listening. And tell us if we got it right. Tell us if we've missed something on the cruise. And if you need to add in your review, because I'm curious if you had the same experience we all did. Yeah. And I thought it was really, really, really cute too. When I was looking on the post that you had made and I'm like, scrolling through the comments, yada, yada, yada. And then Julie, who I met in line on the Aquamouth, somehow saw the post and found us. And she was like, I was looking for you the whole rest of the cruise. She was there with her and her husband. They were lovely. They are big time Disney cruisers. They go on multiple cruises. She was giving me all kinds of tips and tricks and stuff while we were in the line for the Aquamouth. So Julie, hi, hopefully you're listening and uh, enjoy the Eastern Caribbean cruise. They're going again in 30 days. Oh my goodness. Julie, if you are listening, please come on this podcast oh and gosh, tell us yes. about all of your ex. Yeah, we should ask her. Ooh. Tell us your expertise on all things Disney Cruise Line because we need to know. Julie, if you were listening, message us. You know where we are in the face place. So message us if you're listening, <laughs> but or we'll message you. But that's a great idea. Yeah, she and her husband, they're yeah. like DVC members. They're like 
big cruisers. She was telling all kinds of stories. So yeah, it was really, it was, it was really cool and really nice to meet you, Julie. So I hope you have fun in the Eastern Caribbean cruise. I'm oh jealous. Gosh. I aspire to be Julie one day. I want to be, right? you know, 10 cruises deep. I, I want to be a cruise person now. I didn't think I would be. I mean, how amazing would that have been? Like guys walk off the Disney wish and know you had another cruise in like a month and a half. Oh, that would have helped with a lot of the um, the blues, the post-vacation blues I felt. Well, look, I think you guys are obviously well on your way because Dana already told me, oh, yeah, I might have thrown down <laughs> for our next cruise. And uh, <laughs> I think the same is true for you guys, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did the um, they get you. Should we start here and then just dive into it? So they I think we kind of yeah. mentioned it last week, but they get you with the um, they have this thing where they, if you put down two hundred and fifty dollars. While you're still on the ship, clock's ticking because second you walk off that ship and disconnect from the Disney Cruise Line Wi-Fi, it's out. No invoice. If you put down $250, it's good for two years since you put that deposit down and you get 10% off your next booking. Mm-hmm. And they let you do it for up to two rooms. So you could have put $500 down to hold two rooms mm-hmm. and gotten 10% off both rooms. So when you're thinking about it, like... That's a $3,000 plus cruise for a family of three. That's over $300 off the cruise, which is not too shabby. Like that's a brunch at Enchante. Yeah, right there. (laughs) Or or at least a few trips to some of the lounges, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We definitely um, spent, (laughs) we drank our weight on this cruise ship in the the lounges, which we're about to get into. Let's not talk about the credit card bill when we got off that ship. (laughs) We have like a ton of stuff that we realized we did not cover yet. So let's just dive right into it. And I guess dive is the right word to say, because I think we're going to start off by talking about the pools. Look at that segue. No, look at me. We're going to talk about the pools on the ship. Oh my goodness. Or there lack are, thereof. Oh, I thought there were a ton of pools. <sighs> They're like baby pools. We have mixed everywhere. opinions on the pools. They're I love all them. two feet deep. Well, that's not we a have, pool. The reason, that's a bathtub. The reason for my we toddler. have mixed reviews. But my toddler can't well, the go re- in it. That is exactly why. <laughs> I think Ryan and I got to experience some great pool time. You, sir, had a toddler who's not potty trained yet. So you had to stay outside of the pools and go to the one single splash zone, but real quick. And I didn't count how many pools there are, but there's like over seven or eight little like mini pools all over the ship. They have the Mickey pool deck pool, which is kind of the main one in front of the big screen. And then they have the quiet cove adults pool that Ryan and I visited, which Mm -hmm. was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. These were like, Two, three pools, really, like two seated pools where you like sat in seats Y'all. and like the water cascaded down. And then Dana an and Ryan, infinity pool. Dana and Ryan had the best day ever when they were at the adult yeah, pool. And I know this because they stumble into dinner on pirate night. Like the level of sobriety between Kurt and I and Dana and Ryan <laughs> on pirate night when they rolled on in there was staunchly different. Blame the adult code pool. When you ended last week's episode with, oh, we got to talk about Pirate Night. I was just thinking I uh, have no specific memory of Pirate Night. (laughs) Except chicken fingers and Moe ice. Yeah. That's it. And the fireworks. The important stuff. Fever dream of chicken fingers and Moe ice. Um, Oh, it was a great night. But it was also a great day for us because we went and went to the adults pool, sat in the infinity pool, had the best time, definitely had three glasses of champagne while I was there. So 
That is why I was feeling pretty good. But back to the pools, they also have the Toy Story Splash Zone, which I know you, sir, and us spent a lot of time. Oh, yeah. Noah could not stop talking. Big All he wanted to do, we paid $3,000 for a cruise for Noah to hang out on a splash pad for five days. He loved it. And I got to tell you guys, the splash pad was the best splash pad I have ever seen. And it was so smart of them to put this huge splash pad in. First of all, it's covered. So most of it was away from direct sunlight, which is key for the little kids, right? And frankly, for Mm -hmm. parents standing in there, staring at their kids running around. Really, somehow a lot of kids weren't slipping and falling, even with them running around everywhere, which is great. There were two really tiny slides, all kinds of water features, games where they can move things and water would spray out at them. It was great. And it was all themed off Toy Story. And it it was so good. And even like Noah was having a blast. And then Ray came in and had a blast because I think the rule is six and under. At the splash Yeah, it's six and under. And I have a tall six-year-old. It's shocking for me because I'm five foot one, but I have a very tall six-year-old. And so every time we got into the splash pad, they would stop us and say, how old is she? And she'd pipe up, I'm six. I don't know how to break it to her. This next cruise that we'll do, she'll be seven. No splash pad. And I know she'll see that splash pad and she will probably be heartbroken because be they are legit. Yeah, it will be. Um, And the last pool I want to mention, which was the best pool for our family, was the Chip and Dale pool at the very front, at the nose of the ship on the top deck. It was so quiet. There was nobody there. And there were so many, like, available seats the entire time. It's the same type of pool that clearly Adam does not enjoy, which is, like, the waist-deep style of pool with, like, a couple of seats around it. That's not a pool. Of course it's not a pool. You don't need a pool pool on a cruise ship. You just need, like, a little, like, waiting pool. I needed, like, I wanted the big old... I'm thinking of what was that movie with? I think it was like Candace Bergman or Meryl Streep or one of them. They're all the same. One of them. Uh, Death Becomes Her? No, no. not that one. Not that far back. But the one where she drags her friends along on the cruise who haven't talked to her in years. She refuses to fly to England. So they put her on the QE2 and she's like swimming laps in this indoor pool on the QE2 the whole time. That's the kind of pool I want on a cruise ship. Not this, like, they, they literally looked like, when you looked at it from above, like, child soup, like, in these pools. There were so many kids in them, and, like, no room. You couldn't actually, like, swim. It was just, like, a w- giant waiting pools everywhere, which is different for them, because I've looked at some of the other older Disney ships, and they have the bigger pools that you can actually swim in. And this one, for some reason... They went the route of these two foot deep oversized bathtubs. You got to wonder if that's maybe sort of the result of some kind of Disney travel focus group or something. Because, mm. I mean, I noticed at like the resorts that we stayed at, you know, on either side of the cruise and, you know, really even on the ship itself. Every time I was in the water with Ray, who's you know no stranger to the water by any stretch, but who I wouldn't trust to go in a pool on her own. I, I was never worried that she was going to like go under or anything because none of the pools were that deep. And I really honestly kind of appreciated that. Yeah. But I do think it's actually really interesting that they uh, do have the deeper pools on some of the older ships and not this one. Yeah. But I will say the Chip and Dale one, though, like there was a good stretch where Ray and I were the only ones in the pool because to your point, Dana, I think there's a lot of people that I don't even think realize that there was another pool so far forward on the ship. 
Uh, it's kind of yeah, out of the way that, from yeah. you know? Guys, that is the travel hack of the Disney Wish is go up <laughs> to the very front of the ship and find the Chippendale pool. It is so quiet. It's so lovely. You have the best views. Like we were looking out at the ocean while we were up there. It was great. We were there the day we docked at NASA and Ray was in the pool, you know, hanging out with you at that moment. But I, I just kind of walked over to the edge and, was, you know, I was able to look out at the port and, you know, took some really cool like panoramic photos of the area. But not only that, I also thought it was pretty cool to be able to, you know, look out down onto the concierge oh, desk uh, nice desk though. below and see the, the vastly different vibe down there. It looked, uh, like the word serene came to mind. I was like, oh okay, these are the uh, concierge Y'all, folks. Gotcha. We're gonna one of these years we're gonna leave the kiddos at home and we're gonna do a concierge cruise when we're old and rich and yeah. retired. Because that may be when that happens. Hey, Julie, have you done concierge? We need to know. We need to bring Julie onto this podcast and find out if, I mean, she's done so many. I want to know if she's done concierge and if it's worth it. Julie, we're coming for you. You've been warned. We are coming. <laughs> Should we talk about where I met Julie in line? The Aqua Mouse, dubbed as the first attraction at sea. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Maybe a little stretch to call it an attraction at sea because I'd seen the original. So here, here's the deal. It is a water coaster. So it's basically a water slide with a lift that goes all the way around the pool deck, goes through the funnel at the top and like goes around the deck. And then it makes a whole loop of the deck, basically. Why it's different from regular water slide is because there's a lift that's a pretty long lift playing a Mickey and Minnie short. And there's mm-hmm. two different shorts that play. However, some of it was not working when we were there because part of the fun of it oh. was it's supposed to like squirt water out at you and puffs of air and things like that on your way up oh. that makes the scenes like interactive. And that was oh. not working on our way up. So like when there's like a splash on the cartoon, you're supposed to get splashed. On the way up, and like uh, those like Mickey's things, Philhar Magic, or, yeah, yeah, or type of thing. Indiana so that, Jones, the, those oh, other yeah. elements that are supposed to be there were clearly not working. So you're like, well, this is cute. I'm watching a little Mickey and Minnie short, and I did see both of them because I did it twice. And then you get up there, and it's a very quick blink, and it's over water slide on a raft. I wouldn't necessarily call it an attraction at sea. Like I would have loved to have seen them like actually incorporate some animatronics in there or something. You know what I mean? Like, and they have animatronics on the ship. They had them down in the kids club in star Wars launch bay. Hey, they, like, they're going to pay all this money to build those animatronics. They don't want to get them wet. Yeah. yeah they can't get them wet. Hello, a- You've been to the Disney water parks. Like those water slides are themed better than what this was. And so this was cute. The videos were cute. We only did it when the line was seemingly shorter. I would not wait more than 15 minutes to do this. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. I actually, I'm a water slide guy. I would have rather done the Party Source Rex slide. That actually looked more fun, <laughs> frankly, than <laughs> this one, because that one's an actual traditional water slide where you like sit down and go, this isn't a raft. And it's just, I don't know, it was cute. But like, if we do the wish again, I don't need to do that water slide. I don't know, Ryan, you did. I mean, and here's my inadvertent hack. I mean, because I ended up doing it on the the last day of our cruise. You know, the whole first two days on the ship, everyone's into it. Everyone that wants to do it, they're running to it to have their turn on it. And I think, you know, it's height. I think I saw the wait time was up to 30, you know, 45 minutes. But by the last day, I mean, everyone that's going to do it for the most part has already done it. So by the time I walked up, 
the wait time said 10 minutes. I think I waited like five. I mean, I knew the ride itself was going to be short because Adam, you told me how short it was. But I think I was honestly still surprised by how short it actually was. But that being said, I mean, it was it was very cool. I mean, the pre-show, the way they did that, I thought it was really fun and clever. Uh, you know, as you're making your way up that thing, seeing the, the shorts and everything. But I think because I'd spent the whole trip seeing, you know, this massive water slide yep. all over the place, no matter where you go on the top deck. I mean, it, it's just there. It's massive. You know, especially that night, you know, sitting uh, underneath it, watching the fireworks, you know, just seeing how big it was. And But really, I mean, when it came down to the end, I was like, I was honestly surprised. I was like, that's oh, it. Well, that was yeah. it. You it's know? like, oh, it's over. But I mean, that being said, I still had a blast. I think I probably even said like out loud to myself, oh, this is awesome. You know, <laughs> when I was on there. But I think it's worth it if you don't have to wait 45 minutes for it. Like if you can get on, get off, go about your business. I mean, there's no reason not to do it, honestly. Yeah, I'm curious if the people who waited 45 minutes feel disappointed or if they loved it. If I the anticipation helped it. It's a slow yeah. load too. Like I was watching it. It Like that's why the line is so long because it's there's like a good minute or so in between every single Oh yeah, from the time you sit down there. on that raft till you actually get into the tunnel where the quote unquote attraction actually begins you've probably been sitting there for almost a minute, a minute or so maybe yeah i think like i just know like the imagineers are so smart and they could have come up with some cool effects like i'm thinking before you go like down the drop how cool would it have been if they had done like that old what they used to have at pirates of the caribbean oh yeah where like they used to do that fog thing coming down so you couldn't yeah. see where you're going and then all of a sudden you go through it and you like shoot down like they could have done some really cool effects to make it feel more like an attraction and i think i'm probably saying this because we lost some of the attraction part of it that wasn't working when we were there so that's yeah see i didn't even know that that was part of it i mean i could definitely see how that would add to the experience but not knowing that was missing i still enjoyed it okay so on the pools out of 10 what would you rate it 10 being like best pools ever zero being like could have lived without it Oh, I would give it like a nine out of 10. I loved all the pools and I loved the infinity pool that we were in the most because it had those great seats that we could kind of like sit and look at the beautiful view. We were on the infinity pool in the adult area is on the back end of the ship. And then Chippendale is on the front end of the ship. So I feel like I got to see some really incredible views while swimming. Also, well, I didn't get in the pool Ryan and Ray got into the pool during the welcome show on the deck. And just the fact that like you could be swimming while Mickey and Minnie are dancing and the fireworks going off. I was like, this is so cool. I really loved it. But I also don't need to be like swimming laps on a cruise ship. I just want to like be half in the water. And that's what they all are. They're just your (laughs) half of your body is in the water. So I give it a nine out of 10. I loved them. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, I agree with your score as far as the, you know, adult infinity pool. I mean, maybe uh, seven, eight on the other pools. I mean, not that I'm knocking them. I mean, they were everything I personally was looking for. But but yeah, I mean, Adam, if you're looking to, you know, swim laps and, you know, get a good workout in. I mean, yeah, you're not going to find that at these pools, but. You know. We watched Frozen inside one of the pools on the Mickey deck area, mm. and that got a little like, wow, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of kids. There's a lot of splashing mm. happening, and that was not as fun for me. So I think the 9 out of 10 comes from finding the quieter pools. Yeah, see, I wasn't with you for that part, but I did show up at the tail end as you were you know, being splashed by kids left and right. Yeah. And I could tell you were definitely done, so I, I can appreciate that. Adam, right. what's your review? Five. Five. <laughs> five well you didn't get in the pools i know that was part of it so i would give it a five 
just because also it's such a bummer that it's like a maritime law that kids who aren't potty trained can't go in the pools with swim diapers on because like Noah's allowed in the pools at the resorts, but on a ship he isn't. And so I think that was a bit of a bummer that I couldn't take Noah into the pools and splash pad was why I'm giving it a five because everything else was a big old donut for me. When it comes to it. <laughs> Real quick, I want to hear your opinion. Like, we had a six-year-old who lo- – we talked already about this, the, the kids' clubs and everything, and she loved it. I'm curious, like, with having a two-and-a-half-year-old, do you recommend doing a Disney cruise? Or would if, – if you could choose between doing a Disney World trip with your two-and-a-half-year-old or a Disney cruise with a two-and-a-half-year-old, what would you pick, Adam? Well, I would do what we did and do both. <laughs> um, no, but I think you do <laughs> – I would do the cruise again with him at that age because Disney does such a good job with the It's a Small World Nursery because I felt good Mm -hmm. dropping him off down there. They were very communicative. Like if I I said to them one night, try to put him down around 830 with a glass of milk for bed. We'll be by around 11 to pick him up and take him up because they have cribs that they'll put them in and all this stuff. And you know, they messaged me at 840 saying, just so you know, Noah hasn't gone to sleep yet. We're going to let him play for a little more and then try again. They were so communicative with you. And I think I talked about this last week. Like the women who work in that nursery are so good with these kids. Oh, they're pros. No qualms whatsoever about putting him in that nursery because frankly, he had more fun down there than he would have had being drug around the ship with us. That said, we talked about it and we are going to wait to do another cruise until October of 2024 when Noah is three, nearly four years old so that he is potty Mm -hmm. trained. He can go to the actual Oceaneers Club and like ask for us when he wants us and stuff like that. And I think and actually go into the pools. I think that'll make a big difference for us. But I would not hesitate to do it again. At that age. Yeah, I hear you. But we've done it once and now we'd rather wait so he can have more of an experience out of it by doing it when he's a little older. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, you're not going to hear a peep out of me. I'm going to tell everybody with a kid three and up to do a Disney cruise because that kids club is awesome. But I think it's important to hear that like the It's a Small World Nursery is also super great. If you have a kid under three. It was great. I have no, I had zero issues with the nursery whatsoever. Don't think of it like a nursery. It's a daycare. It's literally a daycare center that is the best daycare you could ever send your kid to. (laughs) That's basically what it was. I know you guys got into it last week, but I remember as we were, you know, like planning this trip and learning about the Oceaneer Club and everything. I, you know, like a lot of parents, like you brought up, Adam, I was thinking, is this going to be like a cop out? Are we just going to be like dropping our kid off while we go out of a good time? Like, is this responsible parenting? Are we going to be like just, I don't know, like a bunch of jerks for doing this? But I mean, the way it worked out, the opposite could not be more true. Like she was in her element. She loved it. I mean, they know exactly what they're doing there. They know how to show the parents a good time. They know how to show the kids a good time. They know how to show everybody in between. Like it's it's what they do, you know? Yeah. It all stacks up to me with what some of our good friends, the best piece of advice, some of our good friends, Caroline and Brent, Caroline, I know you listen, had said to <gasps> Wait, us. Wait, Caroline? Caroline, yeah. My Caroline, Caroline? we're going to Vegas with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay! One. So what... Caroline and Brent had told us once when Noah was super young, we were all at a brunch in Vegas together and they've got two young kids and they, as soon as we sat down at this brunch at Paris on the strip, they popped an iPad out for the kids to watch a movie. And we were like, Hey, what are your kids? Noah was super young. And at the point we were like, what's your philosophy on 
putting the iPad out at dinner at a restaurant and they go, we think of it like this. The parents are out talking to their friends, having a nice time. Why can't the kids do something they want to enjoy too, rather than sit there and be absolutely bored? And we've kind of taken that philosophy. It's made going out to eat much nicer, but also like, because this idea, I'm sorry, I'm going to go on a parenting rant. This idea that you're going to get your kid to engage with an adult conversation at a table is complete crud. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Let them like you're there enjoying yourselves with your friends. Let the kid enjoy themselves too and watch the little Mickey mouse or whatever it might be. But it was kind of the same philosophy we took into the cruise. It's okay to drop him off at the small world nursery for a bit because he's going to have more fun down there than being drug around mm-hmm. to the hyperspace lounge for a bit. Right. So, yeah. And I think that's perfectly fine. And no parent should feel bad about their kid going off and doing something on their own and having some fun. Yeah. Well, speaking of hyperspace lounge, I think we should talk about the lounges that we all indulged in. So, 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 the segues tonight, Dana. You're like. I got him. I'm like, <laughs> pew, pew, pew. I got you. Segway. So we are going to talk about all of the lounges that we went to. There were some that we didn't go to, but I want to start off. This is not the first one that we went to, but it's the first one I wrote down. Only Ryan and I went here, but we went to Nightingale's, which is on deck three, and it is a piano bar. We went there on our very first night because our we could not get our child out of the kids club. She was there for like five hours. It was insane. So we didn't know what to do with our time. So by this point, we're like, I guess we'll go check out Nightingales. Um, Nightingales is a Cinderella themed lounge. They have a piano player who comes out every 30, 45 minutes. Yeah, it was like plays. some piano jazz and yeah. kind of stuff, really. It wasn't Disney, or at least the one that we saw was not Disney. In fact, I was like having a hard time figuring out what song he was playing. It was a Frank Sinatra song. But over there at Nightingale's, I ended up getting the stepmother. They're, they're also a champagne bar, so they really pride themselves on various like champagne cocktails. However, what I got was not a champagne cocktail. So I got the stepmother, which they call a smoke bubbles drink. This was a $13 Ooh. drink. It was Blanton's single barrel bourbon and I don't know how to say Antica Cam Carpano, and I don't know, and and ginger. The ginger is what got me. I'm gonna just tell you right now, I was disappointed with what I got. I got it because Molly's husband from Mammoth Club has gotten it, and he seemed to like it. I think from a YouTube video, so it was the one I knew of. And also, we had had other drinks earlier in the night, and I wanted something kind of on the drier side. It was just okay, but it was one of the million drinks I ordered that they brought a big old smoke bubble and like popped it in front of me. And I was like, okay, that's a gimmick that we're doing here on the Disney Wish. I see you. <laughs> they love the smoky drinks. Oh, they love it. And in particular, I mean, we'll get into it, but like at the hyperspace lounge, if they come around and see that your uh, bubble's gone, they'll come back around. They'll top you off. Mm-hmm. So did you, so Nightingale's- Never we, without a bubble. We well, Let's get to hyperspace next, but- Nightingale. Sure, sure. So you liked it. Would you wanted to spend more time there, less time there? How was the piano? I actually wanted to go back again and get a different drink just to try something else because I really liked the vibe there. The music was awesome. Mm-hmm. The decor was stunning. I know you and I talked about this when we were on the ship, but just like overall, the decor on the ship is just like chef's kiss incredible. And this place also delivered. I, I don't think any of the lounges didn't deliver right. on the aesthetic. Yeah, it was really yeah. nice. It was just really kind of calm and relaxing and like 
I mean, it was just a classy place to, you know, just kick back and enjoy a nice, fancy cocktail. And, and what did you uh, get? I mean, I went off menu. I mean, I just ordered a Manhattan, but it, it did seem like they were maybe a, a little surprised. Okay. I mean, I, I just remember our server's vibe. They were surprised? Being like, I mean, weirdly, like when I asked him for a Manhattan, he almost seemed like <laughs> vaguely like taken aback. But I mean, you know, he brought me a great Manhattan like and it was delicious. And I got to sit and enjoy, uh, you know, the nice piano vibes. And yeah, no, honestly, it was great. Yeah. Okay. Should we go to a galaxy far, far away? Absolutely, we should. Hyperspace Lounge was hyped up for me. Mm. I had heard so much about Hyperspace Lounge. And this is something I actually just spoke to one of my favorite clients, Andrea, who I think also listens to the podcast. Andrea also said this recently to me that she was like, do we have to get reservations to go into Hyperspace Lounge? I thought we did when we first got on the ship. No, you do not. In fact, we went twice and it was dead both times i was kind of shocked i think maybe it has that reputation because for some reason i thought that too i remember thinking hyperspace lounge seems really cool if we can even get it yeah same i mean i think it's like the same effect that like you know galaxy's edge had in the uh the disney parks Uh, people were just so afraid it was gonna be so packed that they just didn't even so but i feel like overall with the lounges on the wish you never had to wait Anywhere you could just walk in and get a table, which was so yeah, that's great. True. Like I never so yeah. okay. Let, let's talk about these drinks because I this kind of starts my what we'll call tour of variations on an old fashioned around the Disney Wish. Ah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep, I feel like that was the theme of the evening cocktails were variations on a old fashioned. So I have to say. I think my favorite one was here at Hyperspace Mm -hmm. Lounge. It was the Tatooine. I had four or five of these over the trip. Seriously? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. My man. There was one moment where I just kind of like stopped in, got one and walked out and took it with me because it was so good. Amazing. So these things were like, okay, so what it was is all they tell you on the menu is made of Bantha Hides mashed with fermented grains but the kicker is woodford reserve double oaked barrel which is so good the double oaked woodford is so good the presentation in this is and so this key. is a 20 dollar drink just so you all know cocktail. but it is worth the price oh for what my they do. gosh okay so can confirm how they serve it is they first come out with a glass and it's served in mind you a wine glass what why mind blown it's like the wine sniffer. Yeah, glasses, the really the big, good wine glasses. The big yep. yeah, bottom I like I want yeah. those for when I don't have a toddler who breaks everything. So <laughs> then they bring out to you the wine glass, and in it is an ice cube, and it is a mm-hmm. glittery ice cube, and it is either Darth mm-hmm. Vader or BB-8 Ball. I call him BB-8 Ball because, <laughs> side note, Nicole Byer, who's one of my favorite comedians on the planet. Oh, I love her. She has her. she has a podcast called Newcomers, and they did all of the Star Wars movies. She'd never seen them before. And so she and this other comedian like watched all of them, and every week it was their reactions <laughs> to all the Star Wars movies ever, plus TV series, plus animated, plus even they went there, wow. they went there on the Star Wars special, the Christmas special, like the Life Day. Amazing. Yeah, they went there. Yeah. But she always called BB-8 BB-8 Ball because she could never remember his name. So he's BB-8 <laughs> Ball to me. Anyway, 
So they put this ice cube in. Then they come out with this smoky decanter full of goodness. And back to the wish, loving their smoke. They smoke it up and they pour this into your glass. As the ice cube melts, it creates this sparkly glitter sweetness. It's almost like there was some sugar in the ice cube. Like the sugar for the old fashioned was in the ice cube. And these people are like wizards. I'm sorry. This like, I don't know what this was, but it was the greatest tasting old fashioned I've had in a while. Yeah, I have to agree. And, you know, the first time Dana and I went before you and Kurt made it down there, I mean, that's what I ordered the first time around. And, you know, I didn't even notice that the ice cube was a character. I was just so amazed by it. I was like, oh, look how colorful and shimmery this thing is. I mean, it wasn't even until I went back with you guys that, Adam, you were the one that called it. I think uh, I had a Darth Vader and you had like a BB-8, right? I yep. filmed it. I think it was two BB-8s and a Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You guys, definitely so good. It was so good. Best cocktail there. I also want to mention an honorable mention, though I did not order it a second time. So maybe that tells you what it is. I got the Batu, which is a like, I don't even know what this is. A Saigon bagger, a kumquat, lychee and coconut flavor. It was basically like more on the gin based side. It was very good, but it was quite sweet. But this is the one and I'll post it on our Instagram where they made the most largest smoke bubble I think we saw on the entire Disney Mm -hmm. wish. It was about the size of the Disney wish. This (laughs) bubble was massive. Um, So that was really cool. All of these drinks, just so you know, are like between 12 and $20. So be prepared. I think this was the priciest lounge that we went to, but it was worth it. It was so cool. And going back to the atmosphere of the hyperspace lounge, like we said, it's more of a hyperspace speakeasy vibe. Like it's tiny, it's tightly packed. They have a giant screen behind the bar that is the hyperspace you're seeing space and yeah, you see the various planets of whatever galaxy you're in at a given moment and then i don't know what would you say like every 15 minutes or so you go into hyperspace and suddenly the whole place is vibrating a bit and then then boom you know you end up in whatever new space quadrant you know you're in now the hyperspace effect was really cool and they had the ipads synced up so all the menus on the ship are ipads but they had the ipads synced up that it would tell you what planet you were at on the iPad when you got there. Yeah, that was a fun um, little detail. Dana and I did not spot that the first time around. You definitely yeah. spotted that one. So yeah, good job. The one drink we have not mentioned, and unfortunately we did not try, was the $5,000 Kyber <laughs> Crystal because we couldn't try it. Well, wait, let's back up because that night, <laughs> that night when we just you and Kurt, you know, we sat down and our waiter came to the table and I said, we will take three Kyber crystals. And the look on your, both of your faces was that of sheer panic. <laughs> but then I knew I was joking. But then the server told us it's broken. They can't serve it. The, the <laughs> container was not working, so they can't even... Even if, and by the way, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen were on the ship, and if they had waltzed in there and oh. wanted the Kyber crystal, they wouldn't have been able to get it because the the device that it served in is not working. I mean, maybe that's why Chrissy Teigen had such a terrible time on the Disney <laughs> oh, Wish. Poor Chrissy. 
Okay, we're switching gears. I'm going to take us to the Bayou, which the three of us all had a lovely time. This was our very first cocktail on the trip. So the Bayou is right next to Hyperspace Lounge, kind of in the center of deck, I think it's deck three or four. Whichever the main entrance is. In deck three. Uh, so you you see it you see it often and in fact at one point Ryan and I walked past it mid trip and we saw a couple getting married in yeah, front of it. We did. I think it's the most beautiful lounge Gorgeous. on the Wish and maybe the most beautiful lounge on all of the cruises for all I know. Mm-hmm. But it is stunning and it's a Tiana themed lounge where they have a ton of cascading flowers and blooms all around you. We sat in the front section where the bar was and we all three ended up ordering the quote smoked fashion. It was twenty dollars. It is, well, we're going to talk about another old fashioned in a second, but it was so delicious. And what they did uh, with this one, what made this unique. Oh, I loved it. What? I have Why are second you thoughts. That face? I had second thoughts. <laughs> when, when Ryan did you get it Kurt a second I, time? When Ryan Kurt and I had it a second <gasps> Wait, time. Wait, you guys got it a second time? I'm learning this right now. You guys got it a second yeah, time? Yeah, we went to the bayou and then we went to hyperspace lounge. Oh, I was babysitting the kids. After we saw the. <laughs> The Little Mermaid. The, uh, the Little Mermaid show, which we will absolutely get into. We will get oh, to into yeah. a moment. We went there and Kurt, Ryan, and I all had smoke fashion. So this continues the tour of old fashions on this ship. This was the worst. I think this was the worst one. <gasps> and maybe because it was with rum and not not a bourbon based drink. I know we haven't gotten to our favorite right now, but I actually thought this one was really good. No, just no, me. Give me just the me. Highest I, I loved it. One. I loved it. Wait, did I miss the? It, it's rum. It was made with rum. It was rum. Wait, it I have it up. Tr- Hold on. <laughs> How did I not notice that? I have it up. I mean, I liked it both times. Oh, <gasps> it is rum. It's twenty dollars. It's huh. called the Smoked Fashion. It's a Bayou Rum Mardi Exo Mardi Gras. What? What is that? No idea. And then bitters. Interesting. I know the first time we did it, day one, the guy put it in the little box that he filled with smoke and then he handed it to us and he said, wait two minutes. And we didn't wait the full two minutes and we maybe got scolded a little bit. I remember the second time we went, you know, with you and Kurt, I think I maybe set a timer because I was like, no, no, we got to do the full two minutes here. And I think I was so preoccupied by, you know, the two minutes worth of smoke in the box. Yeah, I don't think either time I even registered that that was rum and not whiskey. I thought it was delightful. I mean, I liked it both times, personally. It was a little too sweet for me. I got to be oh. honest. It was a little too too okay. fruity and sweet. I oh. get it because it was like a, a, a bayou version of an old fashioned, if you want to call it that. It was okay. Sure. I will say the beignets mm. we had that night were delicious. <gasps> you guys got beignets without me? Ah. <laughs> uh. I'm just learning about this now. Yeah, yeah, we had the beignets. I'm so mad. Pictures. Wait, were pictures they good? Come on the they were fantastic. They were warm oh. and fluffy and powdered <gasps> sugary, and they were delicious. I got powdered sugar all over myself. Yeah, I did. hate you both. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. We are like three weeks post cruise, and you're just telling me now that you guys got beignets. I'm so mad at you. I guess we'll have to go again. Hmm. Back to are the you going to spend the money? Okay, you heard it here <laughs> first, folks. Yeah, you already put that deposit down. I, On a I different one. Um, okay. It was, and look, then and do we have. Well, the only other thing I'll say about the Bayou is that also that night when Kurt Ryan and I went, there was live music, which is great. They have a little stage out that front. That is true. There's live yeah. music mm-hmm. going, and that was a lot of fun. The atmosphere was really cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. 
Okay, the last one we have to talk about lounge-wise. And there's more lounges, but these are the ones that we hit up. Um, Hook's Barbary, which is actually not a lounge. It is a barber shop, but it is a barber shop on the back end. And in the front end, they have a teeny tiny cocktail bar. It is 100% a lounge and the best lounge on the ship. Well, it's, it, no, it's it, a lounge in that it has literally two chairs you can sit in, maybe three. It has two chairs on one side and three chairs on the other, on the opposite side. And there is one bartender. Carlos. And his name is Carlos. Carlos. And I said My this man, before. Carlos. I went there three of the four nights we were on this ship. He knew me by name by the time we were done because that's how close I got with Carlos because he made the best old fashioned oh on the ship. Gosh. And I have to say, so I, I think you guys got the best of Carlos. I mean, I know you brought it up briefly in last week's episode, but I know you guys went while I was you know, getting Ray uh, into the theater for the Little Mermaid show. And you brought me this you know, amazing cocktail that was so beautiful and great to have during the show. But it had been so talked up to me because you guys had such a great time that by the time Dana and I got there on the last night, that, you know, we finally walk in there and, and Dana's like, Carlos! And, and he just looks up at her and he's like, my smoker's not working. And I just oh, like sense no. this like flustered vibe from him and like more people kept coming in and you could just see like the panic setting in on this poor guy's face. And, and I know. <laughs> I know. He was like, I can't perform. The thing you have to understand about Carlos and Hook's Barbary. Hook's Barbary is, like Dana said, this small little insane whiskey bar in the front of Hooks Barbary, it is only open from 5.30 to 8 p.m. That's mm-hmm. it. Those are the only times you can go. It's also where they host the, like, reserve whiskey tastings and all this stuff. Yeah. They have some, like, $3,000 a shot whiskey in that bar, which is insane. But these cocktails are a work of art. And yes. he makes them one at a time. Agreed. Yeah. And it yes. takes him Five or so minutes to make the cocktail or more. Or 15 if his smoker is broken because it took 15 minutes a piece for him to make the two of ours. And it was okay. They were so worth it. And then we ended up talking to a lovely couple from Kentucky Mm -hmm. while we were sitting there. And they told us all about Kentucky bourbon. Whiskey enthusiasts. Can we, I'm going to take a quick side note here and just say that some of the best Disney resort guests are actually on the cruise. I had the best conversations with any Disney resort person and they are all so lovely. Like the guests on a Disney boat are so kind and happy to be there and we're all kind of just in it. And I think it's like this equalizer that we all know, hey, We've all spent the same amount of money to have this experience together and we're all in it and we're on a boat together and we're just going to enjoy it. That's true. We didn't encounter any jerks. Nope. No, like, uh, messy, chaotic (laughs) energy anywhere. No. I mean, actually, you maybe, Adam, experienced a little messy, chaotic energy. I mean, aside from the messy, chaotic energy, we brought ourselves but yeah who knows maybe we were the messy chaotic energy we told you that we got not we were not sober a couple of times at the uh pool deck watching the fireworks we were a delight still i'm just saying it's really great if you just want that disney magic so i just i gotta say as a as a whiskey person these were incredible. So we we didn't even talk about the different versions that he would do. So he had a smoked old fashioned, which was his go to. Oh yeah, yeah. Which was delicious. Then he would do a cinnamon version, and then he had a rosemary, rosemary one. Yeah, that was a little off for me. I was like, I'm getting a little gin and tonicy with the rosemary earthy stuff. I think I had the cinnamon like one 
This is why you need to find a partner for your old fashions because you, Adam, ordered the rosemary version. I ordered the cinnamon. We swapped after tasting them. I would have happily had the cinnamon, and I did the next night when Carlos's smoke machine broke because I loved it so much. But I gave you, because this is how much I love you, Adam, I gave you my cinnamon (laughs) old fashioned and we swapped with the rosemary, which was also really great, but it had a little extra sweetness that I don't think Adam was enjoying. That's interesting. That's not what you would expect from a rosemary forward cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. He did great work, Carlos. So, I mean, so I think my only pro tip on Hooks Barbary, go there. If you have first dining seating, like we Mm -hmm. did, which we'll get to dining in a second. If you have first dining seating, go to Hooks as soon as you're out of dining. As soon as you get out of that dining seating, go to Hooks because he closes at eight. If he's got a long line of people waiting for drinks at 7.30, he will not take more people because he's done at 8 o'clock. So Witnessed it myself. Go tip him well. He's glorious. Yes. God among men. That's what Carlos is. Amen. (laughs) The only other cocktail lounge thing I just want to mention are they have multiple coffee bars throughout the ship, which all had multiple cold brew cocktails. Uh. And... To continue Here comes Adam my with old his cold fashioned blue, cold brew cocktails. Cold, cocktails. Cold blue Look, the again. ship had like they literally had like six different cold brew cocktail options at all these coffee bars. They were all the same, but one of them was like this coffee old fashioned thing. Again, on the tour of old fashions on the Disney Wish, this one was really, really, really good too. So if you like a good, strong cocktail with a little deeper kind of roasty coffee taste to it, try these coffee cocktails. They're all very unique and very different. And how'd that stack up to Epcot's cold fashion? Better. All right. I believe. But not as good as the coffee cocktail from the Cozy Cone at DCA, ah. which I am counting down till we get back there in August. Yeah, and you are. Because they make it with almond milk. Like you can yeah. never get one of those with almond milk, and they because you're in California, baby. California, where we don't California, drink real milk or eat animals. Where we make almond milk, California. We also like oatmeal. <laughs> uh, all right, now we got to talk about the Disney-owned island, Castaway Key. I feel like this was a big piece of why we wanted to go on the wish was to see what they are doing over at castaway key what is castaway key so we all on our trip we stopped at nasa on day two none of us got off on the boat and then on day three we stopped at castaway key and i'm curious ryan tell us what did you think castaway key was going to be before we got there and then what was it actually well you know (laughs) i was grappling with that myself (laughs) You know, as I was getting Ray and I ready to get off the boat, because, you know, by that point, you and Adam had already set off to do your 5K, which, you know, obviously we'll talk about in a minute. But, you know, I was just getting our bags together, getting everything ready for our beach day. But, you know, I, I truly did not know what to expect. And, you know, I stupidly took a shower right before we stepped off the boat because, you know, (laughs) then I'm all warmed up from that. Honestly, worst choice I could have made that morning. And then I'm thinking, do I go swim shorts, sandals? Do I wear, you know, actual shorts with shoes? uh, I ended up riding the line and wearing, you know, civilian shorts with sandals. And uh, 
Anyway, we step off the boat. I mean, I can't call it a boat. It's a ship. Excuse me. I've called it the boat so many times yeah. and I apologize <laughs> profusely. So we get off the ship and we start walking toward the beach. And immediately I'm just drenched in sweat, just looking at this amazing blue beach and thinking, okay, actual shorts, huge mistake. Should have just worn swim shorts, sandals, ready to get in the water. So that right there is a pro tip for anybody listening to this that is thinking about or may eventually find themselves on Castaway Key. Just sandals, whatever you're going to wear in the water, that is all you need. Swimwear. Swimwear, that's the word. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, bottom line, I truly didn't know what to expect other than that it was an island owned by Disney. And uh, it turns out it's kind of the best beach environment you could hope for. It's got all of the accoutrement you might possibly need for a day like that. And I mean, really, to top it off, just some of the most pristine, like, postcard-worthy, idyllic beach atmosphere that you could possibly hope for on a vacation like this. Truly. And I mean, not to mention they've got the whole, you know, obstacle course kind of out on the water. Uh, If you decide to go snorkeling, they've got all this sort of buried Disney, you know, memorabilia under the water. I mean, it's pretty amazing. You know, just throw in your snorkeling gear and, you know, go take a look for yourself. I mean, Adam, you could tell us all about that. But I mean, yeah, bottom line, once we got out there, I was like, this is amazing. All I want to do is find a place to throw our stuff down. And just get in the water and like have the most amazing beach day, which is exactly what we did. Castaway Key was magical. I found it yeah. to be so lovely, so magical. It's exactly what you are expecting of a beach day. And it is nothing more than that. So picture your perfect beach day. And that is what you're going to experience. The water is going to come up at most to your waist, if unless you go way far out. Sorry, Adam. I know, you hate it. You want to swim. We, Adam, we know this. But I went way far out to go swim. That's true. That's there true. you go. You can also do kind of anything you want on this island, which is lovely. They have our daughter's favorite, which was the unlimited soft serve ice cream. So if you don't get enough of it on the ship, you can also get it on Castaway Key. They've got some really cute shops. They have just the picture perfect blue lagoon water Like everything you just described, it is so stunning and so picturesque. A lot of great photo ops. I didn't know this, but a lot of characters are also there and that is really fun. So if you haven't seen the characters on the ship, you will have a whopping five minute wait to go meet them on the on, on Castaway Key. It's just super lovely. I had the best day. And I mean, one of the things I think is just so cool visually speaking to, you know, what you were just pointing out is that once you're in the water, settled into the beach, whatever, you look back and you see like this amazing cruise ship. And I mean, look, if that's not one of the coolest photo ops, I I don't know what is. Oh, I took like 70 photos of the cruise ship in the in the background with like Castaway Key in the foreground. I loved it. Oh, so it was absolutely beautiful. And we did the snorkeling thing where we rented the fins and the snorkel mask and all that stuff. And um, it was so cool to like swim way out there and they have sunk Disney things that have become reefs in the bottom of the ocean out there. And so you can go out and snorkel to it. And they had like, they had like an old Dumbo ride seat sunk down there. They had an Eric Prince Eric statue sunk underwater. They had a ship with Daisy on the bow, a ship with Mickey on the bow all sunk underwater there. And so you could just swim around and find all these things sunk at the bottom of Castaway Key, which was really cool to go see. And it was just the fish that you were swimming with. It was just, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing to swim around out there. 
I will say this was the hardest thing to do with a toddler. Mm, they have sure. Disney yeah. is so good with life jackets and things like that. So we were able to like pop a life jacket on Noah. He wasn't super into getting in the ocean, but Disney put a splash pad in <laughs> just out there. Yes, so of they did. Noah absolutely loved the splash pad on Castaway Key. I think he's now heard me because he's screaming from the other room. But he loved that. And then Dana and I started our day with a very, very sweaty 5K race. It is a almost like a choose your own adventure. Like there's a course and I just did it. Psychotic, the both of you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we learned that this used to be like a proper race where people who wanted to do the 5K would like show up early and go all at the same time. And now it's a go at your leisure whenever you want. So we did it fairly early still, but I I don't know what the weather was, but it was like it felt like 90 degrees. It was so hot and so humid. So you and I ran it. This is my first 5K, though I did just tell Adam before we started recording that I think I'm a runner now, you guys. I want to start doing more runs. We've converted her, everybody. But I had a really fun time, even though, despite the fact that it was so hot. It was hot. um, But we did it. We did it. And it's a weird route. It's like a around a loop, back and forth on an airstrip, which we, oh my goodness, we're going to hear more about this soon. But we recently learned that that airstrip was created because Castaway Key was originally a drug island. It was a drug running island. And that's before Disney took it over. That's what the, that's that's what the airstrip was built for, which is hilarious. So you and I (laughs) ran on a drug strip or a yeah, airstrip. (laughs) But uh, then you get back and you're like sweating and you're like, okay, we did it. And they give you a cute little metal or rubber metal. It was a rubber, it was a rubber metal. I, it was, was great. Really fun. It, was, it was fun and actually gave us a chance to run out to Serenity Bay, which is the adult only beach. And so we were able to like check that out. We took a little breather about a mile and a half in on the 5K to uh, mm-hmm, <laughs> check mm-hmm. out Serenity Bay which is the adults only beach 18 plus out there. It was beautiful. The only downside was it serene. It was serene. It was serene. But the only downside is you can't see the ship from there. uh, Because it's like a curve in the island where the beach is. No photo op. Yeah, but no kids, quiet. It looked peaceful and nice. And that's where a lot of the bananas are out there as well. And so, yeah, it was fun. It was just no shade. So I would suggest if you do it, get off the boat at 830 in the morning and do it as soon as you can get on the Castaway Key and then go out and do the 5K. But we still had fun. We ran, walked it. It was great. It was like because it got suddenly very, very, very hot and you didn't want to run it. The second half of it, like we ran and we were in the dead of heat. And I remember at one point, like halfway through, we got to Serenity (laughs) Bay and I was like, we're walking the last like half mile of this because this is so hot and there is no shade and I am not wanting to pass out on Castaway Key. <laughs> so we did it and it was a lot of fun. We got a fun medal and Ashley, the entertainment director of the ship, <laughs> he fancied himself the entertainment director of the ship. <laughs> we didn't even get into the like the types of cast members on this ship, but Ashley handed us our medals and he was very happy to hand us smart medals after doing the 5k i didn't even recognize that this was this entertainment guy and he was hilarious but i just walked up was like we did it 
give me my medal. <laughs> like I was done, you guys. It was like nine in the morning. I've just run three miles and I am tired and I just want to be in this crystal blue ocean right now. And I couldn't find my husband who had all of my swim gear because obviously I wasn't running in that. So I was just like, okay, just get me out of my running clothes. <laughs> and again, let me just echo the fact that I had merely walked to that beach with our daughter and was already dying. So I can only imagine what it would have been like. To it was, it was hot. So I will say the food on Castaway Key, and this is kind of an overall known thing. Cue the sad trombone, I think. Oh, I just went right we to Jurassic Park. The food was not good. They do this like, they peg it as this like barbecue on Castaway Key. It was dry, gross. Ugh. You would have been better off, frankly, taking the advice we should have taken from a lot of vloggers we watched and gone back to the ship, gone up to the Festival of Foods on the pool deck, gotten some lunch, and then if you wanted to, go back to the beach for a bit in the afternoon or chill in a very quiet pool or something like that because the food on the ship was light years ahead of the food they served on Castaway Key. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could tell that, you know, whatever they served you on the island was just whatever they happened to haul off the ship and was just put there to create a buffet. And I mean, it did the job. I mean, nobody probably walked away thinking that was an amazing meal, but <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a day at the beach. You take a break, you grab a mediocre hamburger, hot dog, right. and you get back to what you're doing. You know, it's fine. And the crazy thing about Castaway Key is that the ship has everything on it. So there's only a skeleton crew of cast members who actually live on Castaway Key full time. Then the cruise ships come in. The right, wish, which the I wonder. find fascinating. Yes, yeah, so the wish, the wonder, the magic. They roll in at 7 o'clock in the morning. They literally plug the ship into the island to power the island. The island's electricity oh. is coming from mm -hmm. the cruise mm -hmm. ship. So the cruise ship literally powers the island for the day. That's insane. They, and our rooms were on the side of the ship where you could see them offloading everything. We looked out there that morning. Forklifts were out. They were pulling stuff off the ship. Like it's a huh. it's an operation that happens on that ship. Oh yeah. On the island and on the ship. Because literally everything they need on the island that day comes from the ship. All of the servers come off the ship and are the servers on the beach that day and working the food right. thing there as yeah. well. Like the cast members are all on the on the beach that day working like it's yeah. a very small skeleton crew who actually lives on the island and everything just comes with the ship. I think it's fascinating. Adam, can we take a quick side note, a very quick detour and that I have been binge watching Below Deck on Bravo. <laughs> yes, she has. This. And so have you, Ryan. So have you, because you watch By them. default. By default. You can't stop, Katie. But I'm just going to say. You can't stop. You can't stop. You can't. Like, what is happening? Oh, and also Captain Lee, he's better Captain now. Lee. And I'm so happy for him. Captain know, Lee. We knew he He's done. Do he's retired. I know. But, like, I just, I love him so much. Have you gotten and into also, Below Deck oh, Med we have yet, so many. I'm going to start. I'm going to start after Below Deck Start from the beginning. Because Hannah, poor Hannah, she was, they did her dirty. Okay. That's all I got to say. Uh, okay. Wait, have you gotten into Below Deck Origins? 
Get out of here, Brian. But where I wanted to go with is that I keep thinking as I'm watching a lot of Below Deck, I keep thinking about all of the people that we interacted with that were cast members on The Wish. And like, this doesn't hold a candle to what those poor people on Below Deck have to do with the super yachts and everything. But I'm also like, it reminds me that like, oh, man, this is an intense job. They have signed up for like the most intense job Mm -hmm. on the Disney Wish. Where they're constantly working and they get one day off a week and then they're back to it. It's like very summer camp vibes. Well, they barely get a day off I a week. I thought about that a lot. Yeah. The cruise barely. ships. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked to we talked to the cast members and they were like, Yeah, we bring the ship in on a Friday. We got back on Friday. They kick mm-hmm. us off the boat by 9, 10 a.m. They flip the ship and then they load it up with, you know, thousands of more people and go out for three days, come back Monday morning flip the ship and get like another 3000 more passengers on and head out Monday night. Like it's nuts. It's crazy. We we didn't talk about this because it's not, it's not anything negative, but it's not a positive for the wish. Um, When Ryan and I walked into our stateroom, there was a bag inside um, Mm. and it was a cast member's bag. And what we learned because our stateroom host had to share this with us because we were like, oh, no, we thought we had walked into the wrong room. It was actually the stateroom host came over and explained, this is a a cast member who works here who is just taking a nap in your room, basically. But we cleaned it before, and it's all squeaky clean for you, but we put cast members essentially in these rooms in the like four hour window between. And you know what? Fine. You got to take a nap, take a nap. Yeah. They do it because they have cast members. So they're constantly rotating cast members on and off the ship. And the cast members who are coming off the ship have to wait to clear immigration to come back onto land in Florida. So they have to go somewhere to hang out for a bit, but they don't have their cabin downstairs anymore. So they put them up in staterooms to like hang out and watch TV for four or five hours before they can actually get off the ship. And that's what that's mm-hmm. what that was. I mean, personally, I want to know that no human being has been in my stateroom for at least the last 24 hours before I step aboard well, the that's ship. Impossible. Well, sir, then you should have been on the inaugural <laughs> ship because that's the best you probably could have gotten. And still, it wouldn't have worked. You'll be hearing from my attorney. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, this is getting too long. We still have so much more to talk about about this cruise ship. I know. I feel like we have to make a part three, which I was not expecting, but that's because we have so much to say about this incredible ship. Hey, Disney fans love a trilogy. How do you? (laughs) Yes, part three. The Rise of Wish. Is that what we're going to call the it? Rise the Rise of, of Wish. The, the Revenge of the Wish. <laughs> the Revenge of the Wish. I'm trying here. <laughs> yeah, we're going to uh, have to do a part three because we have so much more to talk about. I mean, there are like all the food, all the foods. So much. The spa. Oh, yeah. And, and then all of the entertainment or <laughs> lack thereof. We'll get into that next week. There's your little tease. But it was the Broadway caliber shows coming from a New Yorker. I think calling them Broadway caliber shows is very, very generous. Hey, no, no. We need to call it out. We need to call this out, Adam. We're calling it out because the Broadway shows on the cruise ship are great shows. 
But you, Adam, are married <laughs> to not. a Broadway performer. No. You're married no. to a Broadway all, actor. Look. Just know that we're coming in at a high bar. Here is your tease all of us. for next we're week. We're coming in at a high bar. Here is your tease for next week. There is one actor on the Disney Wish who plays roles in three shows, all three of the shows. And the Tony goes to. Let me just say the Razzie, if there were Razzie Awards for cruise ships or mm. Broadway. He's so bad he wouldn't even qualify for a Razzie award. Like that's how He has bad. my love. We were Ouch. there were serious moments in these shows where we could not help but laugh <laughs> because of how bad this actor was on the ship. I know. And he was 100% cast because he has abs. And we will get into that. That's your tease for next week's episode of Gen D. Abs for days. Well, look, I, I have to add two things. I don't know if it'll come up next week, but I have two things I have to bring up. First, Adam, to echo your sentiment with the barbecue on the ship. Mm. <sighs> Amazing. Love it. It was so good. Love it. Those ribs. Secondly, there are not one, but two cinemas on the ship. And I just have to put it out there in the universe that I am grateful that I, A, <laughs> got to watch Avatar The Way of Water Y'all. on the big screen the way it was meant to be seen. But more than that, that I did not have to pay for it. Y'all, oh, I'm ouch. coming back to the room at 11 o'clock at night and I see Ryan headed out of their room at 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, where are you off to? Heading out. Heading leaving. out at 11 p.m. I'm like, where are you off to? He's like, I'm, I'm going to go watch. Night, I'm going to go watch Avatar: Way of the Water, <laughs> the late showing, right now. And I was like, that's a three-hour-plus movie. He's like, yep. Oh, I knew what I was getting into. Let me just tell you this. When I sat down in that theater, I was one of maybe 40 people. When I left the theater, I was one of three. Wow. Uh, We got to take it back a quick second and explain that there are two movie theaters and one live theater on the Disney Wish. So this, I think, is the most they've had on any of the cruise ships. And the two theaters are Neverland and Wonderland, my two favorite stories. But you get to go in and watch any movies that are like newly released or pre-released of Disney. Yeah, they had Avatar. They had Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. They had Strange World. Was there another there one? There was. I can't remember. There was. I can't Black, remember. Black Panther. But, and then oh, they had. Black Panther. Yeah. Wakanda Forever. And then they had the Walt Disney Theater, which we'll get into next week. The theater was absolutely beautiful. And the star of the show, and we should end it on this, was cruise director Leslie. I love her. Kurt loves her. She was was the greatest part of the entire vacation. Cruise director Leslie. We'll talk about her next week. But she, she has a special place in my heart. God bless. Yep. All right. So everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We will be back next week and we will do a part three, an unexpected part three, because there's still so much to talk about with this cruise ship. 
We hope that you continue listening to us. If you're new, thank you for listening to us. Please rate and review. If you're looking for a quote, you are welcome to reach out to us on our Instagram and I will happily give you a free price quote for any Disney cruise trip in the future or any Disney trip that you want to make. Do that. And also there's all kinds of new updates for Disney World trips in 2024. We're behind. That's a whole We're behind. thing we got to talk about. Oh, my god. You guys, goodness. you got to finish talking about this Disney Cruise stuff so you can get back on the news train. Oh, my gosh. We have so much to talk about. So we'll get there, too. One day. With that, good night, everybody. And we'll see you again next time. Have a good week. Cheers, everybody. Bye.